0: And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me. I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the
1: David Bowers. I certainly am, and don't you ever forget it. Thank you very much there, the legendary John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome aboard to another hour of music and all kinds of fun things happening. A salute to our house band, Tiddy Bingo, for our theme music over the years. And thank you very much, Titty Bingo. Check them out. They've got a great new tune out. Uh, well, it's not that new. It's been out a few weeks now um, with Willie uh, called Dead or Alive. If you like Willie, if you like Titty Bingo, you got to have this. Check it out, dead or alive. Titty Bingo featuring Willie Nelson. Great fun. And we're hoping still to be able to get the uh, Titty Bingo boys back on the show. Well, actually, we would enjoy having Willie come on the show here, too. But uh, he's probably too busy to to spend 15 minutes sitting with us talking about, you know, all kinds of stuff like we do here. want to say hello to our friends in Rochester where we are heard on WRFZ, FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio. Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble show follows the David Bowers Awards Saturday on WRFZ. Later on, Armin spins with some eclectic music that you'll likely never hear again, unless you go out and get it yourself. He comes up with some of the the most off-the-wall, interesting music. Both of them actually come up with some interesting music, much of which may have slipped through the cracks and you may never have heard, especially if you listen to top 40 radio, because you just get the same 40 songs all the time. But, uh, oh, for the good old days of radio, when we, you know, we had playlists limited to a hundred records or so. And, uh, <laughs> those were fun days, weren't they, John Bon Jovial?
0: They were indeed. And now it's just the same old cookie cutter garbage, no matter what city you're in, it's the same, playlist of 75 songs and they may rest one on the shelf for a month and then bring it back. But it's just the same old stuff over yeah, and over and over again.
1: And that's, you know, that's proven just by the fact that many of these shows are pre-recorded of course, and played in many different markets. I mean, you hear the same one in, in, uh, well, here in Phoenix that you get in Los Angeles or wherever, whatever uh, network has syndicated the show. And uh, it's really eliminated the personality or the personal touch of radio. It's all, uh, like you said, it's cookie cutter. It's, uh, It's electronic jukebox with a voice on it. I I blame
0: the relaxation. I blame the relaxation of the duopoly rules back in the day when you could have a maximum of 7 AM and 7 FM stations across the country, forced these companies to compete, to really, truly compete, to get the audience, to be innovative, to be fantastic. And now, you know, you've got companies like Clear Channel, which I guess they call themselves iHeartRadio now, (laughs) and they own 3,000 radio stations. And that is not an exaggeration, ladies and gentlemen. And you hear the same crap over and over and over. And none of it is originally uh, or is uh, originated locally. It's all Mm -hmm. originated uh, out of their headquarters in Los Angeles or New York. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's a shame. The business It's very sad what has happened to the business that you and I know and love so much. and uh, The the way we knew it and loved it, it's it's a shadow
1: now of what it used to be. And another thing you pointed to, the old idea of uh, competition and stations creating their own personality to, in fact, be competitive now, and we saw this in our later years in it, uh, it's a – struggle to play the most popular music. That's their whole idea of popularity. That's the way they get ratings. That's the way they get listeners. And that, Friends, is the name of the game. More listeners, the better ratings you got. The better ratings you got, the easier it is to sell advertising. And that's the way the business is. It's all corporate America now. There's there's no real effort, uh, by and large. No, there are a no, few exceptions. Not at all. But, uh, there's not no... No real interest in being creative. There's a few
0: exceptions, like, like WRFZ. WRFZ mm-hmm. is a not-for-profit radio station that specializes in playing things that you're just not going to hear. Uh, I think that Steve and Arman, they do such a good job of re- of, of reminding us that there's other things out there to listen to.
1: Yeah, and in, in, the, in the case, of, especially of those two guys, uh, stuff that we have missed over the years. I mean, you hear some real treasures, and you sometimes you'll just sit there and get blown away by a tune and say, how the heck did I not hear that song? It's uh, It's, oh, it's yeah. sad. It's sad. A lot of artists put a lot of heart into a lot of music that people just never heard because it wasn't some program director's idea of what fit the station image and that's sad but that's one of the things now one of the things now that is great is the fact that uh, there is less and less reliance on the major labels to produce the music and also the stations are freeing up a little bit in letting individuals present their own music rather than wait for the hustler from the record label to come around and tell them what to play Uh, there are some radio stations that are actually seeking out uh, these creatives who are making music themselves. So in one respect, it's a lot better day and age now because of the ability to make your own music, to do it well, and to go out and sell it yourself. You don't have to hope that you can con a record company guy into liking it and get him to go out and sell it for you. On the other hand, it breeds a lot of amateurs, Mm that don't know what they're doing, don't know how to sell, and in some cases will actually get doors closed on them because of their lack of uh, experience and training. But it's uh, it's an interesting thing. I guess I, I guess the way it is is more like life in general now. You're on your own. You've got to produce, and you don't have to rely on somebody else. As a matter of fact, you can't rely on somebody else. You've got to get out there and do it yourself, and that's that's never a bad thing. But you know this show is about music, right? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, I, I have heard that so said.
0: Let's 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 play some music. I understand we got something that's pretty special as our first cut that's of the day. That's not a bad
1: idea. Yeah, we've got a good track coming up. We've been waiting some time for this. A young lady who has, uh, she just has such a great sense of humor. We had her here on the show. She's just really. Really got us following her and rooting for her. tremendous talent. Uh, quite a, uh, she's going to be a future mover and shaker in the music industry. She hails from Canada and she goes by the name of Susie Corey, and this is her brand new, just released single, Got a Feeling. <laughs> Susie Corey, and what what's the name of that song? I, I didn't quite catch it. I got a feeling that I heard it somewhere before. For those of you who have been following Susie online, I'm sure you're aware of her uh, wild romance with her boyfriend, Johnny Toronto, and uh, if you haven't, you should check her out. The really Really some funny shtick she's doing with uh, Johnny Toronto, but I won't I won't be a uh, spoiled sport and give it away. Check it out for yourself. And uh, while you're checking things out, I want you to check out our next guest who's standing by and will be talking to us in three or four minutes or so. Right now we're going to listen to a track. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Stephen Kay and Cowboy Up. <music>
2: These words. we
1: some real good advice there cowboy up you better do it and here he is to talk to us right now stephen k come on in here and say hello
2: how are you guys doing out there today how are you today john
1: john well
0: john, <laughs> john's fine he, you know he, he has his moments uh <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that
1: David has his as well,
0: but, you know.
1: Yeah, well, he, he I can't remember the last it. moment. It's but... hard for him to recognize it, so, you know. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> one of those senior moments. <laughs> glad to have you here, Stephen, and, and uh, thank you for I'm joining us to today, bringing us some music. And, gl- what's that? I'm glad to be with you today, y'all. Hey, it's our pleasure. Tell us a little bit about Stephen K. for the listeners who aren't familiar with you. Where'd you come from? How'd you get into music? How'd you get to where you are today? And maybe in a little bit, we'll talk about where you want to go.
2: Well, let's see. I've been playing professionally country music my whole life since I was eight years old. Um, I have played on stage with everybody from Charlie Daniels to Clint Black. So I've been playing for a long time, been doing this for a long time. I'm a singer, songwriter, recording artist. Um, I do a little bit of everything. I just got off my, I just got home, as a matter of fact, from my Arizona-Texas winter tour. So we had a good time up there, played a lot of shows for a lot of people. Had a great time.
1: I'm I'm uh, sorry that we found that out too late to do me any personal good is I'm in the uh, I'm in the Phoenix area. Did you play around Phoenix at all?
2: You know, we were down around uh, Tucson, we we're out at Goldfield, Tombstone, um, Yuma. Did a little bit of everything. I s mostly down in the Texas, southeast Texas area, around uh gotcha. was around Cady, Silsby, um, Houston, Dallas. All of those. So
1: we tell everybody that's on the show take you know, write a little side note on your uh, to be done to be done, your 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 future schedules there. If you happen to be in the uh Tempe, Arizona Phoenix area or you're going into the uh, Naples, Fort Myers area of Florida, uh let us know because uh, I'm in the Tempe-Phoenix area, John Bon Jovial's is down in Naples, Florida, and we sure like to come out and catch your show when you're in town, get to meet you in person. It's a, a lot more fun than just sitting here talking, but it's a, a lot of fun sitting here talking, and we've had, uh, we, we really enjoy what we do because we get to meet a lot of artists like you. Uh, so you just came off your, uh, this is an annual this, tour you do?
2: This is my first large tour this year. Um, I've got, I've got a new record label behind me out of the UK. So Dr. John surgery records. So John is a fantastic man and he's great to work with. He's out of the United kingdom Mm -hmm. and he takes good care of me. Um, and as far as tours go, I will be down in Arizona strictly starting in November all the way through March of 2022.
1: Oh gosh! I've got about
2: uh, I've got about eighty shows to do down there this winter.
1: Oh, fantastic! I'll be looking forward. Hopefully, you'll get into uh, this area here, and I'll get a chance to get out and see you. Maybe we get a chance to sit down and talk for a little while. Love what you're doing. Uh, it's uh, you know, as we've talked, John John bon Jovial and I have talked uh, several times on the show. Uh, we both while. Well, you know while we have a place we believe there's a place for all types of music and sub genres and everything there is a lot to be said for old or what I call classic country and you bring back that classic country sound and uh, I, I like that I know John von Jovial does it's it's refreshing to hear it i I do have to laugh though not in a derisive way I just think it's kind of ironic that we have an American country star uh, from cowboy country that's being produced on a record company from the United Kingdom. <laughs> thats really kind yeah, of you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Yeah. We've got, we've got a lot of friends over there in the UK. As a matter of fact, we had a guest on here. Was it last week or the week before, uh, last week, uh, ba- Basie, uh, from, uh, Nottingham. So we, and we have a rock band out of the uh, London area, wild horse that's been on here several times, good friends of ours. So uh, we're very familiar with the good people of the UK and, uh, we salute you, congratulate you, and in this day and age, uh, you know, you, you're friends with whoever's friends with you. You respect who respects you, and you work for whoever treats you right. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a, a little bit ironic. John Bon Jovi, you're sitting there being awfully quiet and patient. That really scares the devil out of me. you got to have something <laughs> you want to say.
0: I'm just waiting for you to shut your yap, that's all, so I can get a <laughs> word in <edge watch. laughs> Uh, Stephen, I got to tell you, I love the uh, I I love what you do. Uh, As I've I've mentioned a few times on this show, uh, you know, both David and I were we're old school radio guys. Uh, David started before me; he started in the '60s, and I started, I think, in 1971. And uh, I jocked country music for many years in the Miami and Tampa areas, and, uh, and and out west, out in California. And so I'm very familiar with the classic country genre. As a matter of fact, I really prefer it compared to today's country. And I love the fact that you are keeping this alive and uh, that it's something that you can drink a beer to and get up and kick off your shoes and dance to. And uh, I, I just really hope that you keep doing this because I, I just I love the sound of it. I really do.
2: Well, you know, it, it's one of those things I grew up listening to the oldies. Merle Haggard, George Jones, oh, yeah. all of them. I mean, it's uh, Willie Nelson, every one of them. Um, Ferlin Husky was one of my favorites growing
1: up. Oh, my yeah, God. You know I'll
2: God. tell you
0: what, not, not, now you're talking about cutting the syrup with a knife. I mean, that's just a beautiful thing.
2: <laughs> well,
0: I love Herman that. That, that red stove line.
2: Oh, Yeah. My grandfather yeah. was really good friends with Perlin Husky.
1: Really? And oh. Perlin,
2: Perlin, Perlin was the one that taught me how to play my first few chords on a guitar.
1: Oh my gosh. I, I still so, um, I still get uh I still get throwbacks in of my mind like of I hear I hear little rock calling and uh yeah. yeah. All Great the wings talent. of a snow
2: white dove, man.
1: Wings of that, a dove, um, yeah.
2: It, it, it's all good stuff and today's country is it's it's hard to listen to because every song sounds the same all the right. stories well, are gone
1: it's fallen into the same trap that uh, john and i were just talking about before you came on uh about the about radio today and the fact that uh there is very little by and large very little creativity very little originality it's all uh formulaic, this is what makes it happen, this is what we're going to do and the same with the songwriting uh, although a lot less now we were talking with Tommy James here uh, some time back and he said that was one of the things that he liked about his uh, coming into the business was he was working for a company, Roulette Records out of New York and uh, they were in the business for other reasons so they didn't really have any background in music and when he had his first big hit came to him and asked him what he wanted to do next, which was unheard of because record companies always tell you what you're going to do based on, you know, their research, quote unquote. And uh, he said it was really uh, a surprise to them, but they, uh, they loved it. The fact that they were able to do what they wanted to, unlike most artists who are told what to do. So yeah, you're, uh, you're absolutely right in your observation. And, uh, and the fact that uh, country today isn't, what it used to be john
0: yeah well you know touching on that and i've mentioned this before of course this has nothing to do with country music uh but i have been for oh my gosh most of my life a, a huge fan of frank zappa and the mothers of invention now yes they're not country yeah. but Z- <laughs> but zappa well, it depends in, on what country zappa you're talking about you well, that's true. But he did move into Montana, but that's another story. Uh, but Zappa had uh, did an interview talking about the record business. And when he first got started in it, that the record business was run by a bunch of old white fat guys yeah. that
3: mm-hmm.
0: really didn't know anything about the music. But it's like, let's put it out there. Yeah, let's see if it works. It may sell, it may not. But, you know, when, we, you'll never know and 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 that worked, and it worked fabulously, because there was a modicum of creativity from management, and then the so-called young hip uh record guys came in because they knew what the kids want to listen to, and this is what has happened to country music today this is- as soon as you said that with the new country music, that was the first thing that I flashed on, and that they they just they don't know what the heck they're talking about.
2: Well, you got to take your hat off to Mr. George Strait and Alan Jackson, two of my heroes. Oh, those yeah. men are oh, yeah. working diligently, diligently with their two new albums to bring country music back. It's it's just one of those amazing things. You got George Strait. Yeah, you get that, a guy like Marty Stewart. It. I mean, he, he, oh, he's oh yeah. there doing it too. That, absolutely.
1: And I think this is something we touched on. Uh, I think it was last week, John. Uh, I think that is what is going to keep country music, as we know and love it, alive. The fact, that, and we've seen the cycle go before, where uh, you go along and there's a new wave of what to do. I mean, in the uh, in the, what, in the 70s, you had the late 60s and 70s, you had the big orchestrations. Now we have this new movement to modern country, which is kind of familiar, kind of reminds me of earlier rock and roll, but that's another story. But uh, I think there was always going to be some purists come along, and keep classic country music alive, uh, in spite of the you know the country rock of today, we still have artists that are coming back with the old, pure country sound, and I think that it's artists like that that are going to keep it alive, and I think there will always be a place for classic country
2: always. It's more important. The music's more important than anything else. You know, it's, if you're gonna if you're gonna write a song, you're gonna sing a song to a crowd of people. It needs to have a story behind it, and a part of your life and a part of your soul that you have put in there. And if that's missing, it's just another song that they're playing on the radio.
0: Tom T. Hall did that. Tom T. Hall did that. Red Sovine did that storytelling. Hank Hank Williams did that. And, even, oh, yeah. and and his grandson, Hank three does that. I'm not going to say too much about Hank two, because never been that big of a fan, but, uh, you know,
1: you know, you talk yeah, about Tom it. T you talk about Tom T. I, uh, I got to interview him. Oh my gosh. Ages ago at the DJ convention in Nashville. And this is going back to the seventies. And I remember, I, I was a fan of his. I was impressed by his knack for storytelling and making it interesting, so you wanted to listen. And I'm all, I'm thinking, you know, what am I going to talk to this guy about, you know? And uh, by the time I waited in line and got up to talk to him, I, I just put my recorder down on the table in front of him, shook his hand, and asked him, I says, what is a Tom T. Hall? And it just opened him up, and he spent about 10, 15 minutes telling his his story, uh, how he became, what he was, what he did, what he liked. Uh, you know, it was the uh, old dogs, watermelon wine and everything. It was really, really a classic conversation. I've still got that tape somewhere. Uh, great, well, great time. But yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Good country music will always survive. It's, it's Americana. And I don't think, uh, I don't think we'll ever completely lose it. Stephen, I want to, Take this opportunity to thank you for being with us here today. I want to remind you, as I do all of our guests, uh, you're, you're part of our family now. Once you're on the show, you're part of our family. So we like to keep track of you, where you're going, what you're doing, new stuff you're doing, uh, shows, tours, new music, whatever. And to that end, one of my random uh, social media pages out there, the David Bowers Awards groups page on Facebook Is there for the purpose of music artists, especially guests on the show, to post their stories, anything they want to share with their fans and followers, maybe pick up some more fans and followers? I do warn everybody that we're not very good at keeping secrets because you post it there, we're (laughs) going to pick it up and share it on our other social media. But uh, that's, you know, that's to be expected. But anyway, you don't have to send us press releases or anything go ahead. You can post it directly there. We'll pick it up and spread the word around. So keep that in mind. And with that being said, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your music. And in the minute or so we have left, tell us about this other kind of bar you're going to sing for us.
2: Now that is that there's a song that everybody can relate to. You know, there's a uh... We've got, we've got aging musicians out there and stuff that have played at honky tonks and clubs and stadiums their whole life. And as you get a little older, you, you end up playing at different places. You end up drinking at different clubs, playing at different bars. And that one puts kind of a funny spin on that, on that story of life. And it's something that every musician and everybody out there can just sit back and relax and enjoy and and it kinda of makes them think, you know what, hey, it's okay to get a little bit older, it's okay to still go out and have a good time. Even if you slow down just a little bit.
1: Sounds <laughs> so like a plan. A,
2: it is. Sounds like a so plan, Stephen. I don't know. We'll
1: I might just do exactly that, ladies and gentlemen. Stephen K and he's gonna tell us right now about another kind of bar.
2: Just where you are. Go to playing at another kind of bar Now, i playing at another kind of bar
1: Oh, baby. And there you go. Another kind of bar. That's Stephen K. And I just realized, well, actually, I realized it when I was putting the show together. Uh, (laughs) We have a rather odd combination today. We have Stephen K. and Larry J. And they're not even in alphabetical order. Stephen K. came before Larry J. I mean, sometimes sometimes you just never know what's going to happen. But we are going right now to our next guest, Larry J., who will be joining us in about four minutes or so right after he tells us about his current single, That Kind of Love.
3: Every time that you lift me mine, does your heart say, let's meet every day? That's the way that I feel with you, like Johnny Cash with you. I hope our lips still meet when our hair turns gray. Feeling like we do today. I've waited my whole life for that kind of love. I need that kind of love that goes written in the stars above. That kind of love that makes you want another kiss and will be there till the turn it That kind of love. I hope you need that kind of love. I feel like I'm tossing when you're leaning in on me. Yeah, cause my heart swings and our love sings like Adam and Eve. I hope our lips still meet when our hair turns gray. Feeling like we do today, I've waited my whole life for that kind of love, I need that kind of love that seems written in the stars above, that kind of love that makes you want another kiss that will be there till the turn is done.
1: Jay and that kind of love. Let's meet the man and hear about him right now. Larry, come on in here.
4: I'm here.
1: I'm here in Southern Welcome California aboard, on a really How are you hot... doing?
4: I'm doing good. Got my air conditioner cranked up. It's like pushing the hundred already. What,
1: <laughs> if you were out here, uh, you'd definitely have had it cranked up for several hours already. Where are you, where are you located?
4: I'm in Southern California. What about yourself?
1: Oh, well I'm just a little bit east of you in the Phoenix area, so we're experiencing
4: oh, yeah. the same sister, heat wave. I just my sister's freaking out. She uh she lives in a house I own and, and the air conditioner broke down last night, so I gotta oh. get her I gotta get her an air conditioner before she uh kills me. Well what are you doing hey, we, on the phone with us? Go get that air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I took care of it this morning. We got Oh good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Go what
4: ahead. about some in Southern
1: California?
4: You know Topanga Canyon outside of Los Angeles?
1: Oh heck yeah, yeah. I spent yeah. Uh, I spent the better part of thirty years down there in Southern Cal, so uh, I know that area fairly well. I I can find my way around it.
4: <laughs> All right, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I plan to come out. I'll probably come out past Phoenix, maybe in a month, visit my sister, then take my kid and my wife to see uh, maybe Taos and some other places, maybe Durango. Do a nice Mm. little road trip.
1: Yeah, definitely is. You ever play the area out here?
4: Um, I haven't really played there. Mostly just play locally around here. And Um, uh, I mean, I did. I used to. I used to travel uh, a lot more many years ago. I'm an older dude. Although I do like. I do. I do. I was listening to your last guy, and I'm looking at the country top uh, top thirty, and it seems it has a. A newer newer bent to it. Although, I like guys like Cody Johnson. You know, he has some more of a traditional sound. hmm Yeah. But I don't see him on the top 30 right now, but he'll be back on there.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's the nice thing about music. Uh, you know, you're not going to like everything, and I don't think uh, there are many artists who really expect you to, but you're going to find stuff you do like, and there's... Music is there for everybody, so there's going to be something for everybody to like. I mean, I'll be the first to admit that, you know, I do music. It's what I've done all my life, and there are there are types of music that I'm not really into. I'm not really into rap, for one thing. Uh, we don't have a lot of rap on the show, although we do cover all genres. Uh, we don't have a lot of rap on the show primarily because it takes too much time and investment to go through And listen to this music and pick out the ones that I would let be played on my show. There's a lot of stuff I wouldn't play, uh, you know, for just plain reasons, because it's not something that I would want to share. And uh, it takes a lot of time uh, to go through. And then once you do find something, you've got to see if the artist is going to be interested in appearing on the show. And uh, it's not really worth it. to, to go through all of that. And I don't think that, uh, I don't think we've had any opera on the show either. Uh, Not that I have anything against opera either. For that matter, we would do it if, uh, if there was a, uh, you know, we've had some major opera stars over the years. I probably wouldn't hesitate to have one of them on with us either, but uh, we haven't, we haven't broken opera yet. So yeah, there's, there's all types of music. And this is one of the things we've discussed with country, the fact that you get the new country, and you've got the old classic country. Right. And probably, you know, we got some, some stuff in the middle there, too. But uh, I, I don't think that classic country is ever going to go out of style. I think there will no, always no, be artists no, doing it.
4: It's never going to go out of style. I I think, as you know, I'm primarily a songwriter now. I think as a songwriter trying to pitch to major artists, it's a little bit easier if you're going for a more modern sound because it, I mean, yeah. the younger people filling up the charts. You know, I love Willie Nelson and you know, know the old guys, but
1: right. They're not
4: you're going to
1: have
4: who, a songwriter. You're going to have a
1: bigger uh, market to sell to if you're doing something more contemporary. Obviously.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to be a songwriter and put all that effort. I mean, I put so much effort into writing and rewriting and rewriting and showing it to other songwriters and, and more editing. I, to you know, to be competitive with the best out of Nashville, because you know how clever they are, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so you you got to uh, I mean, some of it, to me, doesn't seem that great. Like, I'm looking at the number one right now, Dylan Scott, Nobody, 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 gonna love you love you like i do that's the chorus but mm-hmm. you know he has he has he has good verses i know i know how what temperature you, you like your bath water you know you know how natural is <laughs> they get they they paint a picture rather than tell a story R- so. right <laughs> you
1: know and this, this sometimes a real water. clean line there's sometimes there's a real thin line between the two. I mean, you, you almost have to paint a picture to tell a story. So they, they can go kind of hand in hand. John Bon Jovi, I know you're just aching to jump in here and say something.
3: Well,
0: you know, I was going to ask a question. I'll get to that. Uh, but first, Larry, you know, you just touched on something. Uh, that's the way Nashville wants you to do it, but it didn't used to be that way. You know, and, and, and I know that, you know, that, uh, you know, Nashville used to, uh foster an attitude of, you know, what makes us different from rock and roll. We tell stories. We talk about going out and getting drunk and driving trucks and loving your mother and, and, and things of this nature. And uh, that's why when we were talking uh, with uh, our our first guest, Stephen Kay, uh, about the the storytelling aspect of country music that Pearl and Husky would do or Red So Vine or Tom T. Hall, Right. and uh, I I I think that a lot of the newer contemporary country may still touch on that a little bit, but not as much as it used to. Now, the exception that I will make is in listening to the song that we just played, that kind of love. Um, yeah, I I I hear the slickness in there, which is a good thing. The production values are great, but you know, you're also there is that hint of. Of the the classic influence in there, and it's I, I'm glad you haven't lost sight of it. No, no, I don't know, it's more of a more of a statement than a question, I guess. <laughs>
4: okay. Yeah. Plus he sent you he sent you an older version. I like my newer version. It's a little bit quicker. That's. But anyway, I. It still sounded good. Uh I have to talk to Mike about that, Tell him to send the, uh, the newer version out. Uh, go, uh, go,
1: go easy on Mike. He's a good guy. He's uh, no, he's treated I, I, us I like right, a lot. and uh, I, he really he really works for his talent. I mean, unlike some of the agents out there. I mean, Mike hustles. He's out there doing the job. We we really have a lot of respect for him. But go ahead. I, I interrupt.
4: <laughs> no, no, of course. I I like Mike a lot, and uh. I know he's he's going through some stuff right now with his dad, and uh, so we all wish him the best. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a love song. I tried to make it you know a love song, the kind of song maybe that if you're driving in your car and it makes you want to sing that kind of love. I want that kind of love. I want it to be a little bit anthemic. You know, that's that was my mm-hmm. goal, and I think the chorus is like that.
1: And it's a song that you can sing along to. Uh, you can sing with when it isn't playing. But uh, yeah. So I, I, I yeah, know exactly I think, what you're saying
4: there. It, I think the chorus is, really, is really easy to sing to. That kind of love,
3: yeah.
4: I need and that the, kind of love. I think it's easy to sing to. I, I, I try to make it that way. And then the verses you know, just try to show some exciting uh, ways love can make you feel. Uh, uh,
1: and it's a very listenable tune it, it's something that you you know you don't have to be a country music lover to like the song but at the same time you're not going to alienate the people who are, do like country music they're going to they're going to be able to enjoy the song too it's,
4: it's kind of one of
1: those fence travelers in that respect
4: yeah yeah I just i hear what you're saying and like you said you can if you try to please everybody you you're going to fail, you know. Yeah, you, you write a song right. and people that like it like it and the people that don't, maybe they'll like the next one. Because that's I don't exactly. try to write a song the same, you know. So, some of my songs are, are, have more traditional feel, Some have a alternative feel. So, you know, that's just, I'll let the song tell me where it wants to go when I write it.
1: Well, you know, you talk about you being an old timer, and uh, I uh, alluded to the fact that I can relate. John and I are, uh, are are kind of dinosaurs in our time too. We're back from you remember broadcast radio. <laughs> we both started oh, yeah, yeah, decades yeah, sure. ago in broadcast radio, and uh, we have uh, we've wound up here where we can actually do what we want to do, have some fun, and not have to worry about a boss calling us up saying you can't say that. Uh, right. But, uh, right. With that it, being said, tell us a little bit about your background. Now, if you're an old timer, you've got some background. Can you uh, can you kind of give us the Reader's Digest version?
4: Okay, I'll just go real quick. Yeah, uh, I was like like seven or eight when I heard my cousin strum a guitar and the, and I vibrated with the strings. I said, I'm going to be a guitar player, and so I became a guitar player. Worked in a lot of bands, mostly cover bands, as a lead guitarist. When I got older, got out of the house, I uh, I started doing some solo work as a, as a good like a soloist, and uh, still doing mostly covers. And then you know, tra- and then uh, then I got back into some bands, traveling around the country, uh, mostly cover bands again. And then uh, probably in the eighties, when I was in Los Angeles, I grew up back east. I, I started to do some writing and. Uh, we had a couple of record deals. This was more rock and roll, and uh, but they didn't go anywhere. And then I, I kind of got into some bad habits. I had to clean up my act, and I went back to school and raised a family. And and about five years ago, I decided I really, really want to uh, be a really good songwriter or great songwriter. So I started taking a lot of classes again and working with other people and. Trying to develop my craft, and so that's that's the a digest version.
1: Well, hey, listen, I uh, I appreciate you going over that for us. We get to know a little bit more about you, and as far as your uh, your rough years and your wild and crazy times and having to clean up your act, I think many of us have gone through those uh, those things. It kind of makes you what you are. Uh, but I just want to ask you. You mentioned back east. Whereabouts back east?
4: Uh I grew up in New York, and I I used to play uh, upstate New York doing solo. I played oh, in wow. Canada. Uh, I one time I did some club back in Woodstock, and my friends oh, my, my friend said Dylan came in and thought I sounded pretty good. I hope <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but he, he told me that. So.
1: Uh, Well, I'm from upstate New York myself, so I can relate very closely with that. John is only slightly removed. He's from out Boston way. But uh, I grew up, or well, people say maybe I grew up a little bit. Uh, I grew up in upstate New York. No, you you never, you never grew up yeah well hopefully i never will <laughs> <laughs> it's just that they they didn't bother telling me that you will grow old you may not grow up but you'll grow old that's uh, that was another uh, uh horrible surprise but anyway yeah i uh i grew up in upstate new york up in the utica rome area and okay. i worked i worked all the way down through albany and even down into the uh well, the near Woodstock area. I was down in Poughkeepsie for a couple of years, so uh, yeah, I'm uh, very familiar with upstate. I'm, I wouldn't have been at all surprised if our paths had crossed, but I don't think I, I don't think I remember the name Larry J. So I'm not sure our paths crossed, but they sure came close to each other.
4: <laughs> yeah, I like Poughkeepsie. It was nice.
1: Yeah, it is. A lot of people think, uh, you know, they they don't understand what New York is. There's a lot more to it than the city, but we digress and we're almost out of time. And before I leave, uh, before I let you leave, I should say, want to give you a minute or so that we have left. Tell the people how they can find you and your music and then tell us real quickly about this next song we're going to play, which is your new one. And it was just released today, June 20th, I'm told. So uh, if you can. Well, yes, yeah, in a few can... days. Yeah, now, how, how how they can find you and, and tell us about here's to us.
4: Okay, here's to us is a, is a co-write that I did, uh, and it's about friends getting together and celebrating their friendship throughout the years. It's here's to us. That's pretty pretty much what it's about. Uh, and
1: I think that what was I'm the other part of the a question? Yeah. <laughs> The other part was tell the folks how they can find you and your music.
4: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good part. Thanks. Okay, it's Larry J. Music, all one word. That's on Facebook. That's on my website. That's on Spotify. Just uh, just remember Larry J. Music. And then also, if you want to see me on Instagram, it's... ...or music. So easy to remember, huh?
1: Fantastic, absolutely, that's the way it should be Make it easy to remember, that's why I have my mail easy to remember It's david at Uh, Yeah, Yeah.
4: I have a whole bunch of music videos that I make uh, To go with the songs, so you can see that on YouTube or Facebook And talking about getting old, I have this great song called When I'm 93 So if if you ever go to one of my sites, check it out I think you'll really like it
1: I will do that. And as I said, I think just from what you're telling us about this next track, uh, this one's going to be getting a lot of plays, too. I was mentioning the release date. I was told it was 6-20. Now, we pre-record, so this show will be breaking online on the 20th. So uh, we've got a coordination of dates there. It'll be the same day that this actually airs online. Larry, I want to thank you so much. I want to thank you so much for being here with us sharing your story, your music, and just going along with all the madness that is the David Bowers Awards. It's a pleasure having you here and meeting you. Are you going to play the
4: song?
1: I certainly am. <laughs> Thank
4: okay. you again, Larry. I can't wait to hear it. You're, you're
1: okay. the first. Oh, fantastic. We love being first. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Larry <laughs> J, his brand-new release, Here's to Us.
3: I don't like to isolate When my heart aches So before it breaks I'll go and meet my friends in town I know they won't let me down I'll buy first round We don't have
1: Larry J., here's to us. There you've heard it for the first time anywhere, right here on the David Bowers Awards. Thank you guys so much, both of our guests, Larry J., and before him, Stephen Kay. We got you in alphabetical order this time. Thank you for being here. Thank you, our listeners, for being here because without you, there would be no David Bowers Awards. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back here again next week. John Bon Jovial, it's time to take us home.
0: Yes, sir, and most certainly is. And folks, you did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards. And as always, we truly are grateful for your presence and your attendance. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. We are available for free on most of the major streaming services, including now the new podchaser.com forward slash the David Bowers. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZFM 106.3 on your radio dial. That's Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and all the crew of uh, rejects here at the Radio Ranchero, uh, this is the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial saying be good to yourself, keep your hands washed. We'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.